Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Gina Crash. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. And we're really excited and proud of our partnership we have nationally with our Odyssey stations, with the National Urban League, and locally here with Odyssey Baltimore. We partnered uh, late last year with the Greater Baltimore Urban League, and we have a few shows a year here where we normally check in with Tiffany Majors, President and Chief Executive Officer. But she's so busy these days, as always, that uh, I was really excited when she said, Gina, I'm going to put you in touch with Ricky Smith. And I was like, Ricky Smith, the new board chairman of the Greater Baltimore Urban League. And she said, yes. And not only that, but Ricky Smith, who's about to join me right now, is also by day uh, executive director and CEO of Baltimore, Washington, Thurgood Marshall Airport. Ricky, how did you even have time to call us today? Well, you know, for, for something like the Greater Baltimore Urban League, you figure out a way to find time. It's so important uh, to our community, to um, the people that rely on the organization so much. Um, you just have to figure out a way to make it important, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do today. That is. Well, congratulations on your new role. Um, and how long, you know, why did you assume this role? First of all, I guess is a really good question that actually you wrote for me because I know that you wrote this down and it's important to you, and I want you to tell that story. So tell us, you know, take the time you need to tell us why you decided to assume this role as chair of the Greater Baltimore Urban League Board of Directors. Well, you know, I um. You know, I, I I often talk about um, you know my my childhood um, without going too far back, uh, where I spent so much time um, reading up on and following um, the great work that the National Urban League uh, was doing under um, um, the late Vernon Jordan and and continued to do under Mark Mariel and just I was always impressed with the um, the impact that it had on the community, especially from the standpoint of of educating, inspiring, um, elevating the importance and the significance of the community having a level of control over its economics, over its economy. And so I was always struck by that. And so even, you know, in my later years, as I, you know, became an adult and established professional, um, I always wanted to find ways to um, remain engaged um, or heighten my engagement in the community that meant so much to me um, as a youth. And so I've been on the, the Greater Baltimore Urban League's board for um, probably five years now. And so when the opportunity came about um, to serve as the chair, for me it was a, um, it was a renewed opportunity to, um, to, um, to be engaged in, again, the community that I love so much. Baltimore City has meant so much to me over the years. 
and to use my um, my profile, um, my experience, my relationships um, to raise the Urban League's profile, quite frankly, in the Baltimore metropolitan area. And so um, I'm excited by the opportunity. I've already given some thought um, in collaboration with um, with what is an, an outstanding set of board um, board members. Um, I've spent a lot of time talking to key stakeholders in the community. I continue to do that um, just to try to get some footing around um, how the Urban League can best serve our community. Um, Tiffany Majors, who you mentioned earlier, um, our amazing president and CEO, has done, has done such a, an amazing job um, stabilizing the Urban League over the last few years and establishing important funding relationships um, that um, I just want to give her all the support that I can. And so um, hopefully I, I add some value to, to the Greater Baltimore Urban League in this role and, and we can uh, figure out ways to better serve our community. Yeah, she was definitely very excited about uh, your appointment and very excited to put us in touch with each other. And likewise, we were really excited to speak with each other. And uh, and speaking with your assistant, Renee, you know, I said, uh, is, is Ricky one of those guys that can needs everything written down? And she said, no, no, you just give him give him one thing and he'll he'll take the ball and he'll, you know, tell <laughs> stories and uh, and has incredible, uh, you know, almost off the cuff things, but, uh, but that it just comes from the heart. So um, it, it was really looking forward to having you on. Are you uh, a child of Baltimore? Did you grow up in the area? So I, um, you know, I, I often remind people that um, I'm Ricky Smith from White Lock Street. Uh, <laughs> now, White Lock Street is a, uh, is a prominent street in the Reservoir Hill community in Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. That's West Baltimore. A lot of people recognize Reservoir Hill um, as one of the areas that um, where the wire was filmed. And so, um, so I grew up with all the the challenges and opportunities that come with that with that environment, um, and I was very fortunate with um, um, the help and the the inspiration of a lot of you know important people in my life to um, to be able to um, come out of that um, that environment and 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 to to make something of myself. And so, um, yes, I'm Baltimore born. Um, I did leave Baltimore for about ten years for. Um, um, for career purposes, but in 2015 I returned, and um, and it was one of the best decisions I could have made because again it brought me home, allows me to be um, in touch and in tune with my um, um, with the community I care so much about. Absolutely, and uh, 2015 is actually when I returned to the city um, from the Philadelphia area, and also was oh. a, a big year for for Baltimore as well with the Freddie Gray uprising, and certainly has. Um, change the landscape, and we're continuing to to elevate the city, um, working together, and you know also very timely with the death of the actor who played Omar on The Wire. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah Michael. So we um, we spoke with Ed Norris, our coworker, who also was on the show about yeah. the the significance of that show here in Baltimore and beyond. Even though it wrapped up 2008, I believe. Um, you know the the impact of the story and those characters it still resonates with people. Do you, do you find that's the case too? I think I think it's the best um, television um, uh, most of us have ever seen. Uh, I mean, I am um, um, I, I I knew little Melvin Williams very well, and so I know the story in the beginnings was based on um, on his life, and um, and to see him, you know, transform um, to a figure that um, uh, that could be a consultant to a show like The Wire, and actually have a um, a character in a show like The Wire. Um, for me, was um, was a uh, was a good testament to what Baltimore can um, can do to its own um, 
And so, um, yeah, so yeah, so the wire was an important um, production for me. I, um, you know, when I returned in in 2015, part of the reason why I was inspired to come back is because I remember sitting in my office in Cleveland. I was the head of the Cleveland airport system at the time, watching the unrest unfold um, on television in my office in Cleveland. And, um, you know, some of those those um, kids or individuals that were out there um, were kids or grandkids of people that I grew up with. And um, and I just it just it just touched me that I could not be home um, engaging myself in addressing that situation. And so when the opportunity presented itself to come back home, I, I just could not pass it up. And so um, the Urban League will give me an opportunity to be front and center on um, issues that causal issues that contribute to that kind of environment and situation. Um, but it also gives me an opportunity to collaborate with other like-minded um, leaders in, in the community, in the state, and, and, and across the country, quite frankly, um, to try and get ahead of these kinds of issues um, so that our youth will grow up um, in more promising environments with more optimistic outlooks on life. Absolutely. And now, um, you know, you mentioned your work in Cleveland and now as, um, you know, the executive director and CEO of Baltimore, Washington, Thurgood Marshall Airport, just the fact that the namesake is Thurgood Marshall and all that he did, uh, you know, as the Supreme Court justice, is that's got to be an honor every day walking into the building and doing your job. That's incredible. Well, in 2003, um, when um, when the state legislature decided to um, to take steps to rename the airport, um, I inherited the responsibility of rolling out the name change at the airport. As a matter of fact, it was one of the last things I did of significance before leaving BWI to go to Cleveland, and it was quite an honor. I had a chance to meet um, his wife. Um, I had a chance to meet um, Larry Gibson, who is um, such a a a, a um, close supporter of um, of um, the late Thurgood Marshall and an advocate for Thurgood Marshall, and um, he was certainly very active in um, um, moving with the name change. And so just, just to work with him on something of such significance is one of the proud moments of my career. And, um, and so, yes, I walk into this terminal every day proud um, to say that I work for an airport named after the late Thurgood Marshall. That's incredible. That's really incredible. Um, and so now you're, you've are you been uh, the chair of the board, and I should say, you know, as you mentioned, you've been, you know, served on the board for, for several years before that. Um, but now when you're appointed chair, it's, uh, you know, your job to come up with your vision um, for the continued growth and elevation of the Greater Baltimore Urban League. Have you um, it's almost like you're interviewing for the job right now with me, but you've already gotten it, Ricky. But um, do you have a certain, <laughs> without giving away too many of your secrets, you know, um, do you have a certain game plan? How do you, it seems like it's a little overwhelming because there's so much you want to do, but you got to start somewhere. So um, what's kind of your vision and path that you see, um, you know, getting started? Well, it's, it's not overwhelming at all. Um, I mean, I know there are major challenges out there that, um that we want to address through the Urban League, but there are a lot of good people in the Baltimore metropolitan area who are committed to taking on those issues. So, um, so I don't feel overwhelmed at all. In addition to that, I mean, again, I have a, um, um, I have a board of directors um, that are dedicated and committed to moving the Urban League forward. And so it's certainly not 
um, something that um, um, it's not a weight that I carry on my own. That's right. And so, um, so, so that that helps a lot. You know, I, I think um, earlier I mentioned the the great work that Tiffany um, has been doing over the over the years to stabilize the organization, kind of move it forward. Um, but but Tiffany as a CEO can only be as effective as the board of directors is. And so I do think that that there's an opportunity um, to um, grow the board, expand the board, to bring more energy um, to the board um, so that we can um, kind of clear the path for Tiffany to be more effective in her role. Um, one of the things that kind of strikes me as, um, um, as I think, an immediate priority is that the, the Greater Baltimore Urban League doesn't have the same profile in the community. It's doing good work, but it doesn't have the same profile in the Baltimore metropolitan area that it had many years ago. I remember when um, this must have been 20-plus years ago when um, the Greater Baltimore Urban League experienced some pretty dire financial issues, and they brought in um, um, the late, great Raymond Haysburg. Who's a who's a mentor of mine, a dear friend of mine, um, as the board chair to kind of rescue the organization, pull it out of um, its uh, the financial quagmire that it was dealing with, um, and that was front news story in the Baltimore Sun. That's just how high profile the Greater Baltimore Urban League was at that time because it was so it was so important in the community. Um, we we have to get the Greater Baltimore Urban League back to that point, right? Um, it's just so important that the Urban League um, assumes the role of being a thought leader, um, pulling together the right people to think through important issues, to galvanize around important issues, um, establishing, um, um, you know, priorities that our legislative leaders, our civic leaders, um, our business leaders, other community leaders can rally around as a game plan for addressing the myriad of issues that we have in Baltimore City. They're all very complex, uh, but I don't know that there's an organization today in Baltimore City that serves as um, an organization that brings all this together, right? And the Urban League certainly has the history um, and has the bandwidth to serve as an organization that pulls these many efforts together so that we're all kind of moving forward in concert and that we're not competing with each other. Um, an example is, you know, it's, it's, it's very challenging in the Baltimore metropolitan area to secure funding for nonprofit organizations. Right? Yeah, it absolutely is. We talk with them every week at this time, and uh, everybody mirrors your statement. Absolutely. Yes, and, 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 and it, has, you know, it has something to do with the lack of corporate headquarters and that kind of stuff, but it's still a challenge regardless of why. Um, and so we find ourselves competing for the same scarce resources, right? And mm-hmm. so there needs to be um, a group or some groups that can prioritize how do we best pursue these limited funding opportunities so we're not cannibalizing each other. Um, the, the Urban League can play an important role um, in so many areas similar to that. Um, and so that's... Um, um, that's that's some work that I want to work with the board to try and um, and take on to position the Urban League. Again, we have a great board, um, and so whatever priorities we pursue will be the priorities of the board and the CEO. Um, what I hope I can do is to um, is to bring a level of energy to the board 
um, and I guess a level of moxie to the board that we feel comfortable and emboldened to take on these complex issues that um that that are so damaging to our community. Yeah, and sometimes just not taking no for an answer, right? You definitely have that moxie. I can hear it in your voice and your passion. And and I love that you work so well in concert with Tiffany Majors too, because she is an incredible person. We've we've gotten to be friends over these last uh, couple of months. You know, having conversations regularly. I, I mostly ask her about her kids, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and catching up, you know, on a personal level too, because she's she cares so deeply about the community and and also her you know her fellow. Greater Baltimore Urban League co-workers like you. Um, how long has she been in her current role doing that incredible work? So I chaired this election committee that resulted in Tiffany being hired. And I remember, um, um, without going into too much detail, it was down to three candidates. Um, and it was, it was Tiffany's um, ability to raise money. It was her, um, her quiet... Um, but solid relationships with so many key stakeholders in the industry. Um, um, and she came in with, that, with a clear vision that was reasonable um, for the Urban League. And, um, and, and she's lived up to it, quite frankly. Um, and so that was, what, um, five years ago? Mm-hmm. So about the, about the same time. Yeah, the, yeah maybe a little, little less. Yeah, that's, wow. You guys have accomplished a lot in a short period of time. Yeah, so... Um, um, yeah, and so and she's um, she's worked very hard to pull together a team. She is still working on um, building the team, and so the board has to help her with that because she needs the resources, she needs the counsel necessary to pull together the right team to take on the priorities that have been set for the Urban League. Mm-hmm. That's right, and I always tell her she's not just the kind of person that has the phone numbers of people at you know Giant Food or Procter and Gamble or these major companies, but she actually utilizes those relationships to help people. You know, in a way that it's not a name dropping situation. It's like let me call this person I know and let me see how we can get them on board and let's get this vaccine clinic off the ground. Or but it, she's a very much an action person. You know, and and, and connective and. Um, and honestly, yeah, I, I can't really imagine the Greater Baltimore Urban League without her or or you, Ricky Smith. I mean, you guys do incredible work. You really do. Well, she's not listening right now. If um, if um, if she could hear me talking, she would probably be embarrassed right now about what I'm I'm about to say. Um, and so so you know, in my in my full time job, um, I do a lot of coaching. Right. As a matter of fact, I do it. That's just one of the roles I play um, in some people's lives. Is I do a lot of coaching. And um, and that's a role that I have, and I will continue to play um, with Tiffany. And so, if, if she was sitting in front of me, one of the things that I would say to her is, as the CEO and president of an organization, um, it, it's one thing to be um, dedicated to moving the organization forward and 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 immersing yourself in all of the the, the activities that you have to engage in to effectively do that. Um, but you also have to invest in yourself because if, because if you're not healthy, um, if you're not rested, then it becomes very difficult for you to be um, as effective as you need to be. And so, um, and so Tiffany, if you're listening, um, my friend, you have to invest in yourself as well because we need Tiffany um, to be as strong as she can be so that her body can keep up with her mind and her heart. Um, and so that's, that's a little coaching that I'm doing and I'm kind of indirectly with Tiffany, but she's an amazing talent, enormous energy, 
um, a lot of dedication. People don't understand the hours that she put into um, into the Urban League, well beyond what most CEOs do for their organization. And so we're we're better off for it. That, that's excellent. I hope I know she's listening. In fact, she said she was going to be listening, so <laughs> no pressure. And, and that being said, we're definitely going to put audio of this conversation that we're having now, um, by the way, which is a good time to reset. We're talking to Ricky Smith, and he is the newly appointed board chairman of the Greater Baltimore Urban League and also serves as the executive director and CEO of Baltimore, Washington, Third Good Marshall Airport. So, um, wow, you're probably the most distinguished guest I've, I've had on in a long time. It's such an honor to uh-huh. talk to you. Um, it really is. And so when you were talking about ex- expanding your board, um, are there certain areas or like industries or types of people that you're looking for and say somebody's driving around going to play golf this morning and they're thinking, hey, that might be me. I think I could help out. How do you guys go about selecting or and or recruiting uh, people for the Greater Baltimore Urban League Board of Directors? So, so the basic role of any board, and this is true for the Greater Baltimore Urban League Board, is, is one to work with the CEO to establish a strategic direction for the organization, right? And so, um, so we need strategic thinkers, people who have an understanding and a passion for the issues that, um, that the Greater Baltimore Urban League is responsible for kind of taking on, um, being able to think through those issues um, and move from, you know, problem to, you know, to, to solutions, to strategies, to programs, and to, again, to be able to guide and advise the CEO and her staff um, in that way. That's one. Secondly, um, raising funds, raising money. Um, the board in any or- of any organization has a responsibility for um, um, creating relationships, tapping relationships, um, engaging relationships that are necessary to raise money in whatever format that money comes in, be it grants or sponsorships or just contributions or, um, you know, whatever form it is, the board has a fiduciary responsibility for, um, for helping to shore up the um, financial health of the organization. That largely comes through um, raising money. And then thirdly is, um, is establishing and protecting the reputation of the organization, helping to establish goodwill for the organization. And so there are, there are um, prospects out there who may not be able to raise money, right? Um, they may not be able to make every board meeting, but they, they have such a profile in the community that when the Greater Baltimore Urban League needs something, that person can pick up the phone and get it done. Yep. Right. So, so different board members play different roles um, in the organization. And so we need candidates um, that can fit in those three basic categories. Now, again, we have very good people on the board as well. Um, this is about um, building on and supporting um, the dedicated, hardworking board members that we have, um, not replacing this is about, this is addition. The math right. is addition, not subtraction. Exactly. That's an important point to make. And you know what? Wow, we have like less than five minutes already, believe it or not. So I want to make sure we also talk about your upcoming golf tournament. We're talking about raising funds. We're in the middle of a pandemic still. Unfortunately, like it or not, uh, it makes it a little more tricky to raise funds for important nonprofit organizations, as we mentioned earlier. So how can people get involved to tell us a little bit more about the golf tournament? And do you play by chance? 
Um, well, I, I, I learned how to play. I do more, more landscaping than golfing when I go out there. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't consider myself a player. Um, but there are a lot of players out there. And over the years, the Greater Baltimore Urban League has enjoyed um, a number of people coming out to support um, our golf tournament. And this year, uh, it is actually Thursday, October the 21st of next month. And so we're calling on all you golfers or golfer wannabes or or individuals who just want to go on the golf course, dress up, and talk crap. Um, we just want you to come out on October the 21st, Greystone Golf Club, um, and support the Greater Baltimore Urban League and the many priorities that it has um, to try to improve the lives of people in our community. Registration is $135 for a golfer, um, but there's a lot of information, more than I can get into um, in this discussion. I would just ask that if you have any questions or any interest in this golfing opportunity, um, just email um, Tertia Ewell at T-E-W-E-L-L at gbul.org. That is T-E-W-E-L at gbul.org. And she will provide you all the information that you need. Um, sponsorships are available. We need you to confirm your commitment by October the 1st. And, again, this is a worthy cause. And, um, and over the years, it's been widely supported. So we're asking you to support it again October the 21st at the Greystone Golf Club. Excellent. Well done. Thank you. I love it. And again, you mentioned a very important point, which is your website, which is a wealth of information. That's gbul.org. And also on there, on uh, gbul.org, you can also find direct links to your social media platforms. You're very active on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, You can find you on LinkedIn, wherever you want. And for sure, today's 1019.com, our website, will have uh, the audio from this interview as well as direct links to the golf tournament and how people can donate. What do you, would you say, um, and as we wrap up in our final two minutes here, Ricky, um, you gave us a great idea about the golf tournament as a way to um, for people to give back and donate to the organization. Um, say if they're like, well, I'm not a golfer, but I, I want to help out. What's your greatest need right now, and what's the easiest way for people to help out the Greater Baltimore Urban League who are listening? Um, well, the greatest need is we have entrepreneurship programs. We have um, programs where we're trying to expand vaccinations um, in our communities. Um, we have um, um, programs to assist kids who are, um, who are in school. I mean, we have a host of programs, but so many of our programs are designed to support our youth. And so if you have a heart, if you have a passion, if you have any care for the youth in Baltimore City, then the golf tournament is just one opportunity for you to support them. We have many other opportunities, but this is one avenue that allows us to fund some of the important programs um, that we deliver through the Greater Baltimore Urban League. I think that's a great idea. So, again, the date is October 21st at Greystone Golf Club, and all the information um, is available at gbul.org. And uh, once again, we've been talking to... Uh, Ricky Smith, who is the new board chairman of the Greater Baltimore Urban League and also the executive director and CEO of Baltimore, Washington, Thurgood Marshall Airport. It's been such a pleasure, Ricky, to talk to you. And uh, is there anyone real quick you want to thank? I know we've mentioned our friend, our mutual friend Tiffany Majors a lot, but I know you don't do this alone. So if there's anyone else you'd like to give a quick uh, bit of love to, um, time's well, yours. <laughs> well, I, I, well, well I, I will simply say instead of an individual... Um, I, I want to thank the, the um, national office 
team for the Greater Baltimore Urban League, they work enormously hard. Um, they are grossly understaffed, but you couldn't tell by all the work that they put out. Uh, we have so many volunteers supporting the Urban League through our guild and other programs. Uh, we don't thank them enough. They're a bunch of faceless people who, you know, don't get a lot of credit for what they do, but they deserve far more credit than they get. And then I have to thank my colleagues on the board um, who all have full-time jobs, um, but they probably put in time and a half for the Urban League as well. And so um, a lot of people to thank. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to um, go out on the limb and thank um, those individuals who, as a result of this, um, this recording, have decided to provide support to the Urban League. I'm going to thank you in advance. Excellent. I love that. I love that positive forward thinking. Excellent. Thank you again so much, Ricky Smith. And uh, you guys have been listening to this production of Odyssey Baltimore. Thank you so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 